0: episode of the Bunzarelli Show. We're talking Star Wars Rebels. This is the Bunzarelli Show. Kevin, back to the show. We just watched the trailer for the return to season three, and the first thing we got was the return of Obi-Wan. Old Obi-Wan. What would you think about that, Kevin?
1: I loved it. And I don't want to really call him old Obi-Wan because he's not New Hope Obi-Wan. He's middle-aged Obi-Wan. I know he's got the gray hair and he looks like it is, but he doesn't have the long beard. He's got the short beard. He's keeping it trimmed. He's keeping it clean. I don't think he's the old Obi-Wan yet.
0: Now, we're closer to that New Hope era, though. I believe Rebels is about maybe 10, between 10 and 5 years. I'm not exact sure but we're, we're close but yeah we're not that close but uh the first thing that caught my eyes uh, you too well not so much the eyes but the ears was the voice i was expecting james arnold taylor who's been doing the ewan mcgregor version of obi One for the clone wars and also reprise that role in rebels on the hologram that ezra finds but it turns out well first you and me were talking and we thought it was Real Ewan McGregor doing the voice. Yeah, it, it did sound like him. And also, you got to attribute to that is that Ewan McGregor is does a really good young Alec Guinness, and that was the first thought going around when when the Phantom Menace tra- trailers came out. I remember when the Phantom Menace trailers came out, and that first line you hear from them is, "Once the droids take over, they'll take over you or the Federation." And you're like, "Wow, he does a good Obi Wan," and that was a big murmur. And that's the same kind of thing happened all over again with um, it's actually Stephen Stanton who does other voice work for Rebels and did some voice work for The Clone Wars. He's doing older. New Hope we'll call him Old Ben because that's what he goes by in this era but he's doing the voice and it was dead on
1: yeah I I liked it a lot and I really wish they would give some more stuff to Ewan McGregor because he sounds really good and you know I was just watching The Force Awakens yesterday and they get to that scene where Ray touches the lightsaber and you hear that last little like clip of him saying like these are your first steps like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, like he really like that's a role like I really like seeing him play so I wish he would do some more voice work and they would give it to him but the people they do bring in do sound really good. So it's, it's a good comparison.
0: Well, let me, let me bring up this because I had a theory. And now that I've researched it, it didn't come to what I thought was going to happen. But it still might because what I had thought was... Why did they find this guy that could do, before I knew it was Stephen Stanton, I was like, how did they find this guy that does a good voice of Alec Guinness for this cartoon? Why did they scramble to do that when they could have easily got away with James Arnold Taylor? And the theory I had had was maybe they had already had the voice guy because maybe in episode eight, there is a part where Luke is communing with the voice of Obi-Wan and maybe Stephen Stanton was doing it in episode 8, and they were like, oh, you're so good, let's do it for Rebels too." Kind of like Forrest Whitaker actually uh, reprised the role of Saw Gerrera in the cartoon. We'll still get back to that, but now what I'm wondering is, and me and Paul had come across this, and we said, if in episode 8 you did bring back Obi-Wan, how do you think they should do it? Should they do a Ewan McGregor voice, or should they do a Stephen Stanton just audio voice? Kind of like... Um, Empire Strikes Back or whatever, you know, sometimes you see Obi-Wan, sometimes you just hear the voice. What would you buy more?
1: Uh, For me, like, this this is what brings up my thing and I, I mentioned to you, you know, before we came on the show and I was like, something really bothers me with Rebels. I like Rebels a lot just like I liked Clone Wars a lot. But my thing is, Clone, or Rebels is so close to A New Hope, but are they in like, I know like the expanding universe for Star Wars is far and wide and big, but like how, how in sync with the, the episodic movies is Rebels? Is it the same universe or is it in a different universe? Because the show, it goes to Geonosis, you know? They're on Geonosis, they're looking for a secret, and anybody who knows Star Wars knows that the Geonosis people helped build the Death Star, mm-hmm. and that's where they built the Death Star and everything like that. Now, where, where, like, because the thing that drives me crazy is you never hear anything else about, the like, the Rebels. And I know it's a new show and everything like that, and I'm hoping that it becomes popular enough that they, like, kind of, like, will, like, give them a movie, mm-hmm. a Star Wars story movie. Because I sit there and I watch the show, and they're like, oh, Vader, and they're like, Death Star, and I'm like, where are you guys going to, like, pop up in, like, the movies? Like, I really need you to. <laughs> like, you guys are, like, a cool group of
0: Rebels. They actually have, and now here's here's where it all ties in. Saw Gerrera is from the Clone Wars cartoon. Mm -hmm. So he's actually the first character that was created in a cartoon that was brought to light. When Disney took over, they ended Clone Wars, and I think one of the reasons was basically because... Clone Wars. I think the real reason was because Clone Wars was on the Cartoon Network, and now since Disney's yep. grabbing everything, they want to make that transition. Yeah,
1: that, that was the reason why. Yeah,
0: but Dave Filoni is still running Revel. Everything else, Disney was happy with the cartoon, the staff, and everybody else, but they wanted to move it over to Disney and also refresh it. But what happened was, because it's Dave Filoni at the helm, he's bringing in these Clone Wars treats, and what the cartoon does really good is it ties in the prequels, Clone Wars, it really tries to gap everything together. Now, so Saw Gerrera was created in the the Clone Wars cartoon and they brought him into the movie. And now they bring him back into Rebels. They do recognize Rebels as part of the canon and actually in Rogue One, the, the ghost actually appears in Rogue One.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing that like little Easter egg. It's like the screenshot of when they're coming into the base. Mm-hmm and the ship's like sitting there and you're like oh well, if you recognize it then you know it's the ghost ship but i'm just like i need like i like that they brought in saul Guerrero, and i loved forrest Whitaker as him and then i liked him in rebels because he's like a younger version than you mm-hmm. see him when he is in rogue one um he's more of like a beaten down guy but i liked it and then back to your like ewan mcgregor um voiceover work i think that if they were going to do something in episode eight i think they need to use Ewan McGregor only because you know he has put himself out there as like I'll want I want to do this like let me do this and I feel like that would be like kind of like a like a kick in the face to like use somebody else for voice work or even like a stand in because like everyone knows Ewan McGregor as you know like Obi Wan of more recently than anything else.
0: Yeah, but it's more like is it I guess he is he 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 is so Obi Wan it isn't fan service because he's 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 an awesome Obi Wan. You know, but if you have the Alec Guinness voice and you still do stuff with Ewan McGregor, I do You know, I don't. If you're capturing him in that era the way he should be, because why would Luke see a younger Obi Wan? And if they could do it and they could pull it off and make you go with it, I, I would love it because I do love Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan. I just don't know how it would be received.
1: Here's my thing. Now, if they are going to do that kind of, like, thing and they want to use, like, the Alec Guinness, I'm already going to say it. The technology that they have and the way they did, you know, Target and Rogue One, TGI, I think it would be, like, really easy for, you know, Lucasfilms and then, you know, Industrial Light Magic to actually come up with, hey, let's bring Alec Guinness back to life. And then just have like Ewan McGregor like tweak his voice a little bit or use old test footage and make something work because I think they could do
0: that. I thought I just I thought of something that would be really cool. What if you have Luke communing with a Steven Stanton voice of Obi-Wan and then all of a sudden Luke turns and there's blue ghost Ewan McGregor? kind of make that transition, and you kind of just put it together in your head, like for whatever reason he changed his form. Don't get deep into it or anything. You just, you know, we all know, we all see, but just continue that conversation as you and McGregor, Obi-Wan.
1: Yeah, but then why not just use McGregor from the get-go? Why not use his voice, communicating with Luke? Or you want to use the other guy, Steven Stanton, because he sounds more like Alec Guinness.
0: Yeah, just kind of to, to make that transition, kind of like they did it with the go scene when he picks up the lightsaber. You hear both. They have the Alec Guinness fragment, and they also have the Ewan McGregor.
1: Well, see, that's something that, that drives me crazy, which makes me think if they want to do the Alec Guinness thing. Now, did they use Ewan McGregor's voice for that scene? Because in that little flashback torture scene for Ray, you hear Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan, and he's like, "Ray, Ray." Mm-hmm. now... Is that actually Alec Guinness' voice or did they have somebody like voice over it and then make it sound like him? At the end of the little sequence, you do hear Yoda and then you hear you hear Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan.
0: It's, it's Alec Guinness. What they did was this. They had old footage of Alec Guinness and he's... It's either from A New Hope or it's from another Alec Guinness project altogether. He says the word "brave," and what they did was they cut out the bruh and the "ve," and they kind of just got "ray" out of it. So it's actually Alec Guinness's voice. That's cool. Yeah, they just that little segment of the voice, right? So it's real Alec Guinness. So they had real Alec Guinness. They had Ewan McGregor. They had Frank Oz involved in that scene—the original voice of Yoda. So yeah, it's 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 you and it's. I'm sorry, it's, it's Alec Guinness, but that's what they did. That. And but that's what I'm talking about, the both versions together. I think they actually kind of complement each other, maybe. Whereas the Obi-Wan we, we last physically see, but the, the Obi-Wan we all know. I would really just like to see any, any kind of Obi-Wan, to tell you the truth, as far as, as Seven. As long as they do it right.
1: Unless they do an Obi-Wan movie, I think the only thing you're going to get with Obi-Wan is going to be from Rebels. I think it's going to be it's going to be pretty good from what the trailer shows. I'm super excited when that when that scene hits. It's going to be as good as you know Vader popping up
0: on Rebels. Now, when you said something about how they're going to tie Rebels in, and this goes to the Obi Wan thing as well, because you're like, well, how I had a thing on my head because you said, how come they show you know they show the ship, but you don't see too much of the Rebels? And I think the reason they're doing that is because we don't know how this Rebels storyline is going to end. We don't know who's going to live or die because. You know, I think Cain and Ezra kind of got to go. I love them, but if they're the last Jedi, you can't really... I don't know if you could really buy the fact that they still survived by a new hope and are still wandering around. But there's tons of other important stuff happening. And maybe that's why they just show us the ship. So you don't really know who is on the ship. It could just be the and It could be other Rebels. Maybe the whole cast dies. Or maybe they all survive. You don't know. And as far as the Obi-Wan thing, I really think Maul is going to die. Yeah. I can't see how Maul survives this and is in that New Hope thing. And it almost maintains the consistency. Whether you don't subscribe... To the fact of he's alive in Rebels and he was alive in Clone Wars, or you do subscribe to it. Still, as far as if you ignore the cartoons and you go back to just you watch, you just pay attention to the movies. Well, then Obi Wan still killed Darth Maul. It's still consistent, whether it was now, before, mm-hmm. or later. So you could buy whatever you want to buy. Oh
1: no! I mean, <laughs> I, I completely buy into the fact that i've always wanted like a round two of obi-wan and darth maw um because that scene in phantom minutes like and like if i list all the fights i like that's literally like my number one i know it's choreographed i know it's a blue screen because that was what they were doing with lucas and everything oh that that scene is like top notch other than episode three with anakin and Mm obi-wan that by far the not even like the with Quaggon and Obi Wan in Darth Maul, just the Darth Maul Obi Wan after Quaggon gets killed. Yeah. And like, it's just like, that'll like, give you like the little brief glimpse of Obi Wan embracing that hatred. And like, that whole scene is just like flawless and like
0: perfect. Oh, I, I enjoyed the, the return of Maul. I thought it was great. When they first were bringing him back in Clone Wars and you see how they did it and everything, I'm like, well, they're really stretching. But then just his character, because he doesn't barely say anything in Phantom Menace and he was kind of wasted. He looked awesome, he yeah. was great, but the, the what they did to him in Clone Wars, and it's all natural, he's just this outsider, he was rejected. I, there was a part where in Clone Wars, when his brother brings him back to life, or not to life, but gets him out of that little period of insanity, he goes, Oh yes, the Clone Wars, they started without me, because this all was part of Palpatine's plan. And he Maul has this, I got rejected kind of thing. I got my own things. I'm, they did it well, the way they brought him back and his story and what his his little outcast Sith thing. It, it's really cool. It's different.
1: Yeah, I like it a lot. And then, you know, like, I was catching up on Rebels. And, you know, I get to the, like, I want to say it's like season two where, well, yeah, I want to say it's the end of season two when they're at the, the Sith temple. Mm-hmm. and you know, Ezra comes in contact with Maul and they do that whole scene and he's, like, kind of, like, teaching Ezra stuff and kind of, like, weaving them in and out of the dark side and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, man, I really liked how he's portrayed now because now he's kind of like, I'm no longer Darth Maul, it's just Maul. Yeah. But when he's fighting, like, the Inquisitors, he still overpowers them completely because he is a Darth. He, he, he is a lot more powerful than they are and, like, he easily, like, can kind of, like, take them out but he kind of toys with it because of everybody else that's there. And then and then he has that whole dialogue where he's like, oh, I think we should stay. He's like, "He's because like, I can't defeat Vader on my own. Mm-hmm. So it's like he wants to like get rid of the Empire just as much as the Rebels do, but he has his own agenda. But he also knows that Vader's too powerful for him. So he knows that he needs help.
0: Yeah, I, I do like how he went through those Inquisitors pretty quickly because they got to go too. So I'm glad I'm kind of, I liked them, but I'm glad it's like, okay, they're gone. Because all this stuff has to go by a new hope. But it, it is cool that, yeah, Maul isn't a match. I mean, Maul wasn't a match for Obi-Wan. And now you have Darth Vader, two powerful sits. For some reason, I thought we were pointing towards a, a Vader-Maul confrontation. As much as that would be awesome. I, I like the Maul-Obi-Wan confrontation better. Just wrap, wrap up their thing. He, Maul really doesn't have any reason to go after Vader.
1: My only thing with that is, and I think you kind of did, I, I agree with you. Like, I want to see a Maul and Obi-Wan too. And I think we are going to get that. I would have loved to have seen Maul invader because you kind of like think back to it, like episode one, you know, Anakin is there. He's a boy
2: Uh and
1: he is there when, you know, Obi-Wan and everybody comes in contact with Maul when those doors open and he's just standing there looking like a badass
2: Mm -hmm.
1: in the movie. And you're like, oh, it's about to kick off, you know, so kind of like Maul does have an interaction with him. Like maybe, you know, he senses like, hey. He's like, I know you, or, like, something like that. Because, like, they never really, like, see each other or meet, but they're there.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, what does Maul... But even even Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon barely knew anything about Anakin. You know, even Palpatine just gave him, like, a quick, like, pat on... I mean, who knows what he knew. And it was really foreshadowing, and it was really cool, but... Palpatine first gives Anakin a little pat. He goes, oh, we'll watch your career with great interest. And you get that little foreshadowing. But how much of a yeah. presence did Anakin... But then again, Qui-Gon did sense his strength with the Force. So who knows? What what did Maul sense? I mean, there's three Jedis in a room. I'm counting Anakin. Three Force presences yeah. in a room. So what... Did, did Maul tune in on anything? You really don't know because Maul was sliced in half. So you never follow up on that. What, and he barely says anything. So what did Maul know? Did Maul make the connection? That's a good point. Does Maul know anything about Vader? I got a feeling that this Obi-Wan-Maul thing is probably going to be the season finale. That's what I'm guessing. So maybe there will be a Vader-Maul confrontation, and maybe that's a little surprise they're going to throw at us.
1: Maybe. Maybe Maul gets in contact with Vader, and then Vader's like, oh, well, I know where Obi-Wan is, because Maul hates Obi-Wan. So it's a good mix. But yeah, I feel like that is going to be the season finale. I hate that it's going to be, or I hope that it isn't going to be because I really want to see a little more of Obi-Wan. Yeah. So maybe season four, fingers crossed, you know, you get some more of it. But yeah, I I, I always wonder, like, you see the ghost ship in Rogue One. I want to know what happens to the cast. And I agree with you that, you know, Ezra and Kanan and them, they got to kind of go. And I feel like Kanan's kind of like eventually going to go only because, mm-hmm. you know, he is blind. He's using the force to see. But you know he's he's the master, and I think ever since like you know Ezra has pretty much come into his own. He's kind of like his own little Jedi now. Sure, he's not really the the student anymore.
0: I like how to keep an Ezra's storyline up in the air because at the end of season two, when with the showdown between Vader and Ahsoka, they would look like they were going to set up for Ezra to go dark side. And I'm just like, I wasn't that. Int- I, I like Ezra's a little. He could go either way. There's good in him. There's bad in him. And I could almost buy either way that he goes. And it's almost like. I think at one point when he was dealing with Maul, I think he actually saw where he was going. And I think Ezra starting to come back towards the light. But mm-hmm. as, as far as Obi-Wan and like, Vader, I think a couple things can't happen. Now that I think about it. First of all, Vader, I don't think Vader can know Obi-Wan is on Tatooine. I can't see how Vader steps on that planet without sensing his son. And there being yeah. a showdown there. The other thing is, and now that I think about it, Luke is on that planet. So I don't see, if we know Obi-Wan stays on Tatooine, so really, I don't see Darth Maul leaving that planet alive. In what situation can Maul leave that planet alive, where him and Obi-Wan just shake hands and be like, all right, uh, just you're going to be cool, right? You're not coming back, all right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's kind of all up in the air. Like Nobody knows what they're going to do. You know they're going to kind of fight because you see that scene where, Obi-Wan's got his lightsaber drawn, and the other guy, like, you know, hits his. So you kind of know that something's going to happen. And it just makes you wonder, like, does Darth Maul die? Do they kind of, like, stop in the middle and just be like, truth? (laughs) (laughs) And, like, like, leaves. But I think if it's on Tatooine and Darth Maul's there, I think Obi-Wan is probably going to end up killing him. Just because maybe he thinks he's coming for Luke, you know. So, I, I don't know. I think it'll be good no matter what. But I hope it's not the season finale. I really don't want it to be the season finale.
0: Do you think Maul is going to sense Luke or kind of sense his presence? And the other thing is, do you think we're going to see Luke? Because in A New Hope, when he gets that message, he goes, I wonder if she's talking about old Ben. So, he knows at least has run into Ben Kenobi at one point. I don't know how much. Or are we are going to just, like, you know, see... Luke running across kicking a soccer ball or something in the background or some kind of some kind of vision. Yeah,
1: he's out there on the moisture farm. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's moisture farm. He's <laughs> child, child, child slavery on Tatooine. Luke's a slave. <laughs> he,
0: he can't um, work past seven o'clock.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I could see, I could see them doing that, and you know that brings me back to the Ghost of Geonosis where they gotta jump across that ravine to get to the other side and ezra gets force pushed over there and Mm -hmm. then kanan like puts the bridge up and then he jumps, and then they're like oh well he's no skywalker yeah i heard that (laughs) and i was like oh that's such a great reference because i was like cracking up hard when i heard that
0: yeah i think rex rex was anakin's commander that's why, and Rex yeah, is, he
1: was in Clone Wars, yeah,
0: yeah. But Re- Rex, I think he was specifically Anakin's because he always, he never actually said the word Skywalker. He goes, oh my old. I'm saying in um, Rebels when Rex first came back, he said, oh my old master. I tell you, and, and Dave Filoni, to his credit, Dave Filoni does a really good job of tying all this stuff together and making it seem natural. It never seems yeah. just like, hey, I'm going to give you this because it's going to be cool and you're all going to get excited. He makes the stuff work. And his biggest achievement was taking the best aspects of the prequels and just making it just made it great. He he made the prequels. He brought all that together, like the Clone Wars, just that war. He made five seasons of just that war and made it awesome. And now even now, this in between yeah. time and the things. It was so funny when that alien uh, took on to goes to Geonosis, which we both watched. That what did you think when that the Geonosian when he's He's on the ground and he traces the circle and makes a little circle. It's like you want to scream at the TV, like like Blue's Clues, like it's the Death Star, it's the Death Star. Yeah, I no, kept thinking that's I what, knew it was. what it was.
1: As soon as he drew the circle, and then Rex is like, oh it's a circle inside a circle. He's like, maybe about the
0: rings around Geonosis. I was like, no, you idiot, it's the Death Star. It's the Death Star. So at the end, when they find those poison gas balls, they think that's the answer, but maybe that wasn't the answer. Maybe, maybe I, I still think that Geonosis was referring to the, the Death Star, but they were just like, well, we got our answer. We're good to go.
1: Yeah, no, I think like they didn't really, they didn't really explain it that well, and I think it's because they didn't want to get into it because that's more of like getting into the movies with a new hope. I think maybe towards the end of Rebels, Like, that climactic, like, if they have, like, that series finale cliffhanger, it'll have something to do with the Death Star Mm -hmm. right before Rebels connects with Rogue One. Um, And that's another thing. Do you think you could see, like, a Jin Erso in Rebels?
0: Ah uh, refresh me. What was she doing in the beginning of Rogue One?
1: Uh running as a child.
0: Yeah, but no no no, but I'm saying when we get when we zip <laughs> when we zip to her as an adult. She had
1: she, she was she, got she a, was in she was in jail or she was being transported and then she was broken out. But she had been charged with like committing it was something with the rebels like she was you know like a rebels conspirator or something like that, you know, like she blew up something or you know started something.
0: But was she was um, was she a rebel before Mon Mothma came across her? I,
1: I want to say she wasn't. I want to say she was kind of like that self self made rebel, not like part of like kind of like Finn in, in the Force Awakens. He's like, yeah. I'm part of a resistance, yeah. Was like, But really, you're not.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? Now I think about it, we're seeing Saw, and she does have that history with Saw. So Saw could come across her at some point. And we are kind of early in Saw's storyline. He doesn't have the robotic leg, and he doesn't have whatever respiration problems he have. So we are kind of yeah early off into that point. So maybe we get to see what happens to Saw that puts him in that shape. So maybe they will zip to him. I just don't know if the actual rebellion as a whole should come across Jin Erso. I don't know if that uh, would be consistent with the storyline, but you could definitely have Saw, even if you just give us a glimpse of her.
1: Yeah, I mean, they just they have so much stuff that they're putting in, like Rebels, that makes me think that they're gonna somehow connect either Rogue One or somewhere it's all gonna come together and you're gonna be like oh, well that's what happens to those guys and then their ship's just in Rogue One.
0: Now you can't throw Cassian in there because he is a full-fledged Rebel.
1: Well yeah, because then also Senator where Ghana's in it. Yes. You know, and then he's in Rogue One. Yeah. It's just like, it's like where, where are you guys putting all these people at?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, like I really need to know. I wonder if this is the final season or not because we're getting so close.
1: I, say, I want to say four. I want to say if they can stretch it. But the way that they're going, I don't think they can stretch it because you're starting to pull in too close mm-hmm. to everything else. That it's hard to, like, pull back because then you're going to piss everybody off who loves the show. Like, you can't throw in all this information and teasers with Obi-Wan and then just be like, oh, no, we're going to, you know, pull the curtain down and, like, we'll see you in, like, two seasons. I think it'll probably be over sooner than later.
0: I think so. Now I just realized something because Dave Filoni— got, I can't exactly remember, his title kind of changed. He got pulled from something to a more broad title, kind of like uh, Christopher Nolan did with the Batman stuff. When we went to Superman, he was more of an executive producer. And Dave Filoni, his his role kind of went a little more broader, whereas he's not exactly, I can't remember exactly, he's not credited as a director, I think, and more of like an executive producer. And I wonder if the reason is because maybe he's stepping back. I'm curious if Dave Filoni's already developing his next project. And what I'm wondering is, To keep things fresh and new. Maybe he's already developing the next animated project. Because I think they're still going to make these cartoons. I think he's just going to put us in another timeline. What if you put us between A New Hope and Empire? Put us in that Luke and Leia era? Once again, you could put us all over the place. What if you made a cartoon that put us between the original trilogy, and the new trilogy, the Force Awakens trilogy. That would be interesting, too, cover those years, especially since more is going to be revealed about Luke and his history with Kylo. So now maybe you could start showing us in an animated form those in-between years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would be okay with that. I'd be cool with, like, a cartoon that was, I don't want to say, like, based, but I want to say loosely based on, like, the in-between years from Return of the Jedi to Force Awakens. I don't want to make it too relevant because it makes it like it'll overlap, it and I think it'll kill the vibe that having yeah. the episode come out every so often. Like, you're gonna get episode eight this year, and then you're gonna get episode nine in two years, and you're gonna get the Han Solo movie in between that. Mm-hmm. I think they don't want to like overkill it because if you do a Luke and Leia cartoon. I think that's going to kill the Luke and Leia vibe that you're going to get with episode eight. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think they might be doing that. I think they might be prepping for a new series. Um, I don't know where they're going to go with it. They could just come up with like, you know, another crazy idea. Like when for rebels first came out, I didn't think it was going to have so much to do with, you know, getting into new hope and Mm -hmm. even rogue one now. But as you can see, it's kind of built to that and they've kind of tied it all together. Um, So I do see it coming to an end soon. I think, Whatever they do to end it, it's probably going to go out with a really good bang. Better than yeah. Clone Wars had.
0: Oh, yeah, because Clone Wars got just taken down so abruptly. Yeah. Really, the reason is, is really business, probably. They just had to move things over. When
1: Disney bought Lucasfilm and everything that came with it, you kind of knew all the fans of Clone Wars were kind of like, oh, well, what's Disney going to do? Are they going to keep Clone Wars? Are they going to keep it on Cartoon Network? The Cartoon Network isn't them, and they have Disney, and then... Disney had just started to release Disney XD, which is what Rebels is on now. Mm -hmm. So when that all happened, you knew it was going to kind of come to an end, and they didn't really have time to finish it, but really you didn't need to finish it because the movies kind of like played it off too.
0: Did you ever watch any of the, um, the unfinished episodes? The kind of the uh, the half episodes, the stuff between they released on Netflix that last season of Clone Wars.
1: No, I didn't even know they had that.
0: Yeah, there there's a uh, a season they were kind of reaching a little too much in, but I don't know how much of those episodes were just concept episodes and stuff. A lot of it's really interesting. There's a good episode of Yoda kind of getting in tune with the Force. They actually have an episode where one of the clones kills a Jedi Whoa. by accident, like it's hitting the head or something. What you know, watching it is oh. There was a malfunction and Order 66 came into play and they kind of go across that. That's where the inhibitor chip was introduced because that's the excuse they are going with why Rex is, you know, didn't turn on the Jedi is because he had his chip removed. And I think that's what they were kind of it's in that hidden season. They kind of explain it. But Yoda does some stuff where Yoda has his own. There was a uh, the ghost of Mortis. The trilogy that Obi-Wan and Anakin, are on that planet, and they kind of come close with the Force, and they show the father, son, and the sister, that episode. Yeah. They had an episode in that lost season that was kind of Yoda's ghost of Mortis. And it tried to shed some light on that Jedi who ordered the building of the droid army. Sifo-Dyas. They kind of go more into that. Dave Filoni was good about that. He likes to really reach in and expand upon Loose Ends, or tie up the loose ends, but it's it's very interesting. You should check it out; it's on Netflix. It's 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 the lost season.
1: Yeah, I have to look it up because that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's always something I always like because like those are kind of like stories that they've touched on. The guy who like had the clone army created, mm-hmm. and then yeah, like you said, like the guy who had the droid army created. Mm-hmm. But I, it was, I, I liked I liked how Rebels had that on like the Ghost of Geonosis. How he he's a battle joy you're like oh what a cool callback to clone wars and stuff like that where they're so prominent
0: yeah i I like all that stuff i like the fact he brings the clone wars in there especially ahsoka that was great that ahsoka vader thing was fantastic and you just watched that you saw that when you did your, your binge watch yesterday you got caught up on that what did you think of the ahsoka vader
2: we'll be right back
0: like this show tell a friend send them to bunzarelli.com we now return to the bunzarelli show The confrontation between Vader and Ahsoka. You binge-watched it yesterday, so you just came across that. What did you think of that? It was awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it, it's something that it ties up really Clone Wars. I think in my eyes because they're so you know it's like Anakin, Ahsoka. They're like. Master, Pupil, it kind of, like, tied off, like, Clone Wars for an instance. Like, that was, like, the final, like, tie to, like, Clone Wars. And it was nice to see because it actually was a really good scene. But I thought it was interesting. Vader, I thought they could have done Vader a little bit better and like, his fighting. Mm -hmm. I thought he was more restricted. Yeah. It is Anakin, and he is, like, half robot and everything like that now. But when, like, she cuts his mask off and he, like, has that little, like, moment of Anakin, I was like, holy this is
0: awesome. Yeah, Matt Lantern provided the voice. It went from James Earl Jones' voice to Matt Lantern because she did something where she messed up that whatever computer changed his voice. But it's really cool because you buy that connection. It's like the first time you actually get that connection between Anakin and Vader. And you kind of see he's he didn't say too much, he just said a little bit with the voice, but he's still Vader. He's Vader with Anakin's yeah. voice. I mean, he's got that look of nothing in his eye. The only hesitation, you see two seconds, and Dave Filoni had said, you can't have a glimpse of the dark Vader coming to the light because you can't rob that from Luke. But it was just a glimpse of Anakin because he took that whack in the face and he's just in shock. Mm-hmm. For a second, he reaches. You know, when you hit yourself in the face, you got that little buzzing moment. He just says Ahsoka. He just calls out to her, and, and, and that's it. You just see his eyes go right back into Vader. That split second. But just making that connection. Just the fact, it was more of Ahsoka making the connection. Like, okay, he is in there. Once again, it's like, as far as the lightsaber, I like that Vader wasn't doing crazy, the moves and everything. But he's still menacing. And as far as Ahsoka is acrobatic. So you see Ahsoka being acrobatic. But Vader's just able to keep up with her, hit for hit. Where do you think this season is going to wind down at? If it's whether it's going to be the last season, which I think we're both in agreement, this is probably the last season. So I think, first of all, we're going to find out who is in that ship. And it really should, because it's a Rebel-heavy movie. Do you think Rebels will end with us going into that battle that we see in Rogue One where the ghost actually is. And by the way, Chopper, Mm. they show Chopper in Rogue One as well. He has a little uh, seat in the background.
1: Yeah, it's a really clean shot of Chopper, too. It's not like just a quick, like, moving the camera forward. It's actually like a camera stop. Like, oh, look, a robot. It's Chopper. And it goes away. This is going to be my little theory. I think if this isn't the last season, next season will be but I think it's going to be very close. Mm-hmm. I think they could end the season this season, but I think they would have said it already, like because they only have, what, 10 episodes left maybe?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I would think so. That sounds right.
1: So I want to say like they should have announced, like, hey, by the way, Star Wars Rebels, final season. Mm-hmm. And then I think they could end it in a number of ways. They could end it with, you know, everybody dies, which I don't think is going to happen. I think it's going to end up happening is, is going to be kind of like Because you haven't seen really like a Kanan and Darth Vader like one on one ish type fight yet. True. So I think that's going to end up happening, and I think he's probably going to end up you know dying.
0: Yeah, maybe Vader should be the one to do it. If you're going to go out, go out big.
1: (laughs) Well, here's my thing, and it it brings me back to our last podcast when I was like, I really wish they would show us some like Vader in the early years when he's hunting Mm -hmm. down Jedi, and technically that's kind of what Rebels has done. It's giving you a group of Jedis because you had Asuka, you had kan- Kanan, and you have Ezra. So that's three Jedi that Vader has been in pursuit of.
0: And he's already got one. And
1: Yeah, he's already got one. And now you've got the other two. So I think you end that season with Vader killing what the show is calling the last two Jedi. Mm-hmm. Because they're not mentioned in anybody else. And there isn't anybody else. So I think the people I think who would live from Rebels, Pilot. Yeah. Because you see the ghosts in Rogue One. You see Chopper. So I think maybe like her and Chopper, you know, maybe and then she joins with the resistance or the. Mm -hmm. I think Zeb will probably end up dying, or he's gonna stick around.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Maybe he looks like one of those guys that will kind of go out in like the blaze of glory. Uh So I could see him perishing somewhere. Yeah, Sabine. Because she's a Mandalorian, I feel like she's either gonna leave or go back to like doing like bounty stuff. Like she'll leave like the whole thing altogether. Yeah. Um. By the way, in the in the show, she's a badass. Like the whole scene of, like go to Genosis where she's got like her jetpack flying around and she's taking out all the uh, the troopers and stuff like that is off. Yeah, I, I, I think she's a cool
0: character. I like Sabine. I, I I think she's you know when she first came out, it was almost like this. This murmur of, well, this is all fan service because it's got a Mandalorian with the helmet and everything. But I really, she's really interesting and she's, she's likable as a part of the team. I mean, that first season was to introduce us to all those characters. I think she has developed and come along. She's a, she's a great character. I like her chemistry with the other characters, how her interactions with Ezra. I really, I really like her. I, mean, I want to see, um, uh, that Kanan's going to train her with that that special saber sword she got from Maul. I want to see how that yeah, goes Yeah, well, down. that
1: special saber sword, she ain't going to be able to hold on to that.
0: No, you don't think so? Well, no, because that's, like, something, like, Vader would
1: want. According to, like, what it is, like, the black lightsaber, it's, like, a super special, super rare saber. And like the way they have it as like a sword, kind of makes it a little block uh-huh. But it is a crystal. It is it is a oh, what's the name of them?
0: So it's it's kyber crystal technology. I didn't know that. I thought it was some Mandalorian technology.
1: No, see if they make it a Mandalorian thing, then they're kind of going off from where like the video games brought it up. Okay, but I don't I don't know if she'll be able to hold on to that. Um, I think if Vader saw it, he'd probably be like, "I want that lightsaber. It belongs to me."
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like put it on his wall.
1: Well, yeah, I just, I'm sure he's something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think, you know, Zeb, I think he would probably go out fighting. I think Ezra and Ke- Keenan, they're going to end up having to have a final showdown with Vader. And I don't think that's going to end too well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Zara girl, she's going to end up living. I think, you know.
0: We know Chopper lives.
1: <laughs> I know Chopper lives. I know the ship lives. So it makes me think that maybe a few people will. But yeah. I think ultimately it's going to be. I think this see- the season the series finale for Rebels will be really good. I think they're going to have to close up a lot of stuff or they're mm-hmm. going to have to like somehow filter it in. I mean there is that Few scenes in Rogue One where you do see them. So, but you don't see him any time after that. Yeah. So, not to say that they couldn't pop up now, like in Episode Eight, and just say like, "Oh, hey, you know, we've been a part of the Resistance and the Rebellion ever since." You know, A New Hope. I mean, it's possible. But I don't. You can't have Ezra or Kenan.
0: No. And but you could have Hera or Zed because they haven't really told us what a lifespan is for those kind of life forms i mean yoda was 900 years old whatever zeb's uh zeb species we've only been introduced to him in the cartoon so who knows what their lifespan could be he could be a thousand years old so yeah they could they could bring him back as long as they don't once again seem forced or anything but like they did, they did it with saw they, they didn't have to bring saw from the clone wars they could have made just made up a character but that was kind of cool how they did that how they they are tying the cartoons into the movies without it being too intertwined where you need to see something to explain something else and more they enhance each other so I like the way they're doing that
1: yeah I mean I liked it I thought it was a good take um you know I like saw in the movie I like Forrest Whitaker Mm -hmm. Um, And then I like that they decided to bring him in um, a younger version of him into Rebels. But I think I think even with him, either, you know, he's going to exit the show, Mm -hmm. you know, or you're going to see how he ends up how he ends up in Rogue One, even though it's kind of like there's an age gap because he is pretty young and Rebels.
0: Yeah, but he can still lose the leg.
1: Yeah, I think you could start to see, like, the, the beginning trimmings of how he ends up like he does. Um, and, you know, Rogue One kind of tells you, like, his, like, faith base, and, like, I like how they carried it over to Rebels. Mm-hmm. He really doesn't, like, he agrees with the Rebellion, but he doesn't really agree with their methods.
0: Yeah, he thinks they're a little too soft sometimes.
1: Yeah, it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with how he has, like, his own Rebel setup. Like, these are my Rebels.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like, the, you guys are the resistance and the rebellion and these are my rebels of rebellion so i like it but i'm excited for the end of the season uh for the rest of the season i'll, I'll be super excited for you know the obi Wan mall fight i will have to do a podcast about that just alone
0: oh yeah that, that'll be a great show when we cover that i can't wait for that one
1: <laughs> it'll be an epic one i'll have to end up watching it over and over again because i'm pretty sure it's going to be like an epic little scene you know that's what i liked about into season two like the last episode was an hour
2: Mm -hmm. yeah you know
1: and they really they really cram packed it with stuff because like that whole like sequence they're in the sith temple and you got the inquisitors and they're all fighting each other and then darth maul decides to kill all the inquisitors (laughs) which was kind of which was actually really cool but also really like hardcore for like a cartoon like the way he kills like the first one he tries to get ezra like to like strike him down and then ezra says no and the way he just like hurls his lightsaber at the guy i was like like wow this is pretty graphic-ish for like a disney but i understand it
0: and i like it yeah they're pretty good about like killing people without you actually seeing the killing the people like leave it open to your imagination or see like a uh, a wince in somebody's face or whatever they're doing they're, they're they're getting away with whatever they could do so but yeah those inquisitors yeah, I think had to that's, go like a
1: big rule on disney like nobody dies Mm -hmm. camera, which makes me wonder how do you kill darth maul in the obi-wan fight
0: well even ahsoka they just show vader limping away and you just put it together in your head it's a done deal but they don't want to they don't want to just show especially because ahsoka has that big fan following you don't want to see that lightsaber go through ahsoka and see that wince. i don't think anybody wanted to see that
1: i ain't gonna lie you see you see vader limping away but the last thing you see of ahsoka Is her like on the ground, and Vader is standing there, and then the door closing as as Ezra's like screaming, Mm -hmm. and then you see the place blow, you see it blow up, and then you see Vader like limping away. It doesn't mean that she's dead by any means.
2: Mm -hmm. It it
1: presumes that she is. I kind of thought Vader was going to kind of take her like hostage Mm -hmm. and like bring her back and try and turn her to the dark side or something like that. Kind of like torture her a little bit. But the way it ended, it makes you presume that like she just died in the explosion and Vader somehow magically lived, Mm -hmm. which kind of like is weird because they both were standing in the same area.
0: No, I think what you're showing us is I don't think either of them were caught in the explosion. I I think that duel ended. I think I think Vader physically killed her. I don't think the explosion killed her if, if she did die. I don't think I think they were coming out of that like Vader won the fight because I think whatever they were sealed in might have protected them because it was just like you guys get out of here. The place is going to blow, but we're still fighting. So I, I think there was a clear winner to that fight. I don't think Vader's limping was the explosion. I think Vader's limping was Ahsoka gave him a run for her money. Which she should because she was trained by him.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's. What, I mean, I would say maybe he was limping because of the explosion because I'd say the only the only thing that really she got a good lick on him was, was when she hit the mat,
2: mm-hmm. which
1: that would cause him probably to limp because it cuts off his oxygen. So maybe he's kind of like heaving away. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I mean. Those are things that I wish you could see, which is why I wish they would just make a Vader movie. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, you could just bring Ahsoka back. You could have somebody play her.
0: And, you know, I I brought another thing. Now that I'm realizing it, they showed some Boba Fett in Clone Wars. You haven't seen any Boba Fett in Rebels. And there's no reason there shouldn't be Boba Fett hanging around. And I'm wondering if it's because maybe the Han Solo movie, there's going to be some Boba action. And...
1: No, I already said, like I said in the first podcast, if Han Solo movie doesn't have... Now, I know they've casted Han Solo. They've casted Danny Glover. He's going to play a young Lando.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think what you're going to get is that backstory between Han and Lando, how Lando has the Falcon, how Han gets the Falcon, that little, like, entwined friendship, love-hate friendship that they have. Mm-hmm. But then I also think you're going to get some Jabba. you got to have Jabba. Yeah. Or you got to have some part of the hut. Because Han Solo and the huts and everything goes hand in hand. Uh-huh. And then you got to have, either you're going to introduce Han meeting Chewie, or they're already going to know each other. Like, that's something you don't really have to explain. Like, mm-hmm. you know where Chewie comes from, from the prequels. Maybe just have, like, show how they meet, maybe. I don't know how they're going to play that. And, you know, Chewbacca, he doesn't really, like, change that much. No. Like, <laughs> The way he looked in The Force Awakens is the same way he looked in A New Hope. Yeah, yeah. You need to have a young Boba Fett or something in a Han Solo movie because that's going to provide you that action sequence. Because, like, I, know, I understand Han the smuggler. And I understand he deals with like all kinds of bad, like you know, people. Mm-hmm. thugs throughout the galaxy but Boba Fett and han solo like they're like that's like their bad guy kind of like batman the joker yeah, yeah yeah when you think han solo and bad guy you think boba fett uh-huh. boba fett and all this episode you know he's all about han solo
0: yeah that'll be uh that'll be so, interesting to see see some greedo throw, you can throw a lot of stuff in there
1: you know what i can already i can already see it now i think they'll probably make a reference i'm gonna call it right now and when that movie comes out uh next year Mm-hmm. Go ahead and see if it happens. There will be a reference to somebody shooting first.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I see that, too.
1: Like, if if Greedo makes it into the movie or they make it somewhere it'll be like they're together and like somebody shoots yeah. instead of not shooting and they'll be like, oh, why did you shoot first? And that'll be it. Like,
0: yeah, or somebody watching from a... Yeah, they're maybe they're doing something together or somebody watching like, hey, which one of those guys shot first? I couldn't tell.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll definitely do a callback to that. I think it'll be hilarious. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of speculation and that's what I love about Disney getting a hold of Star Wars. They they know that Star Wars is the moneymaker that it is. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, disney has marvel too i mean disney's just like a movie super powerhouse to where back in the day it was there was different you know there was fox and there was sony and then uh lucas films but now man disney is like the center front for everything
0: it's good too because of the business aspect and they got to move on this franchise with all respect to george lucas he was great but they're not waiting on someone's next idea they're going out and finding people with ideas and they're saying what do you got what do you let's do this They're, they're making concepts for things so as a star wars fan it's going to be great because we have a lot to look forward to the 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 universe is going to keep growing and growing so
1: i liked garth edwards and his his directing in Mm -hmm. rogue one i would love to see them give him an episodic movie like uh-huh. maybe give him nine um yeah i know jj abrams you know he's executive producer on eight but i know he's going to want to direct another one because star wars is so big for him and he was great with force Awakens, so i would love to see him mm-hmm. do another little directing and dude you know what because of star wars and what it is and where it's come from i would love to see some more george lucas i think i know he says he's done with it but he's visited set. He was at Rogue One set and like they had that whole interview with Garth Edwards and he's like, oh yeah, George came by and, uh, you know, he looked at some stuff and everything that he said was cool. We wrote it down and said we make sure that's in the movie.
0: Yeah, I think in the beginning, when things first went down, there was some tension with him and the creative processes behind The Force Awakens. And George Lucas himself admitted to it. He said, "He said, you know, I could tell they they weren't happy with me being there, and I wasn't happy there. It was it was like a, a divorce. You don't you don't call your wife, you don't see how she's doing, you don't check her Facebook. You just go your separate ways. And then after that, with him stepping on the step of Rogue One, I think. I think he kind of learned how to better manage his, his separation and make himself still a presence because he worked when the Clone Wars first came out he was working hand in hand with Filoni and when Filoni did force heavy stuff like the the Ghost of Mortis trilogy he worked hand in hand with George because he said this is important this is the force and I'm not doing a force heavy episode without George so yeah it would yeah. be you know, I, I'd like to see George get involved with with um, Filoni again, a cartoon, like be a consultant, or if he.
1: Yeah, well, well, why don't why don't you give Filoni an episodic movie? Like, why? Why? I mean. Yeah, Felony does need a movie. I think they need to keep the people who do Star Wars relevant. Like Garth Edwards, he was kind of like the unknown. He'd never done anything Star Wars wise, but he killed it. He knocked it out of the park. Like yeah. he took that movie and he made it his own, and he killed it. It's making almost it's almost up to I think almost a billion you know it's it's creeping
0: yeah whether it's whether it's another cartoon or a movie I just Felony needs to be in there because Filoni's always done Star Wars right so I, I would definitely yeah. love to see a movie movie from him
1: yeah I mean I I think I think George you know when he went to the Rogue One set I think he's finally starting to see like I think George a big black spot for him is the prequels because it got so much hate and everything like that people still love it. But it got so much hate because it totally went back on, like, everything they did Mm -hmm. with green screens and everything like that. And then with Force Awakens and then with Rogue One, I think George is probably seeing, like, you know, the fruits of his labor. Yeah. People who appreciate how they used to make, like, I still like the the behind-the-scenes stuff with uh, Empire Strikes Back. Like, if you go back and you watch, like, those behind-the-scenes of how they film those scenes on Hoth it blows my mind still like that's not that's not a movie set that's not actors that's a model yeah. on a table and uh-huh. they film a movie and it's like incredible yeah so like that i think i think with what jj J. abrams did with force awakens and bringing back you know like character actors like bringing people in to play roles and stuff with makeup and stuff like that, I think that, like, kind of gave him that throwback. So I think maybe he'll get involved a little bit more.
2: Because, mm-hmm. you
1: know, every movie has him on it, regardless. Yeah. But I think I think he adds his little tidbits. Like I said, like, he came to the Rogue One set, and, like, anything that he made, like, remarks about, they kind of took into consideration, either did it or agreed to it or took out or kept in. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, the funny thing is, you know, you mentioned Rebels making it into Rogue One. What if that was a George Lucas thing? He was like, hey, why don't you guys throw in, like, the ghost right here, Chopper. I like Chopper. Put him in right here.
0: Yeah, I think he was kind of, like, walking on a set, and he goes, hey, what's that? That looks cool. It's kind of how the um, uh, Captain, Phasma. Captain Phasma came to life from just a sketch somebody saw, this, a silver stormtrooper, and said, that's cool. What is that? <laughs> and they just threw it. Just like, that has got to be in the movie. Well, I'm
1: open. I'm hoping episode eight, you see a little more of her. I know they said she's going to have a bigger role. I'm super excited for a trailer. Like, uh, like I'm going to a Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. I'm really hoping that's the day they premiere the trailer for episode eight. Mm-hmm. Because I really think like Kylo Ren is going to be a really good villain come this time around.
0: Yeah, I'm like because uh... you
1: don't you, you don't kill your dad and complete your training, and become one with the dark side.
0: Yeah, I think anything from that trailer is going to be blow blow away, especially because you know these characters. It's going to be like, you get ex- you're going to be excited when you see anything. So it's you're going to see Luke be like, oh, you see Kylo be like,
1: oh, look at that.
0: So that's going to be, that, I think
1: everybody just wants to hear Luke say something.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a fun trailer to cover. Even just that trailer, that's going to be a, a fun show to do. I'm looking forward to that, just uh, just, just seeing that and hitting hitting the mics. That's how I kind of did with Ace with the Spider-Man show. Or just be like, to hit that trailer. and just uh, Those are fun. It's just speculating and everything. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: like those little quick, like, hey, let's watch the trailer real quick, and then we're going right into record.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so that, going
1: to be super pumped.
0: Yeah, that's going to be fun. So we got that to look forward to. Oh, yeah, I'm super,
1: super excited.
0: Well, Kevin, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. We'll definitely do this again. As always, man.